Welcome to Humans Are Us, Human Lives, Human Stories, a podcast about ordinary people living extraordinary lives. These are the stories of people that said yes to themselves. Their experiences have helped to make them who they are in this moment. By sharing their personal stories, we hope to inspire others to live their truth. This is a podcast about growth and being one's true, authentic self. Please be advised, this podcast contains adult content and language. Welcome to Humans Are Us. I'm your host, MJ Love, and today's guest is Whimsy Thrift. They are a delightfully weird and wonderful drag queen and performance artist. They have been described as creative, humorous, and a wet noodle-esque. They grew up near Calgary, Alberta, and they currently live in Washington, D.C. with their amazing husband. They ain't cheap. They thrifty. Welcome, Whimsy. How are you doing today? I am doing fabulous. <laughs> that is excellent. I love to hear that people are doing fabulous. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> as, as fabulous as you could be these days. Absolutely. So we'll just jump right into it. Um, in your early 20s, you were a model with Elite Toronto. Can you talk about your modeling days and if that um, influenced your drag at all? So when I started modeling, I was approached on the street. Um, I thought I thought the person was um, like checking me out and, and I might have indulged as well. But <laughs> they passed me on the street and then uh, ran back and was like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, I don't know you, strange man, but... Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so um, I was doing that for a while and it was cool. Um, it was a lot of fun and, and uh, uh, a really cool experience. Um, but I found feeling, I found myself feeling very self-conscious as, you know, it, it comes to territory. People not caring about you. They just care about how you look. Uh, and then, um, one day my friend started watching RuPaul's Drag Race and, um, I'd had a little bit of interaction with like the drag community in the past, but really nothing to really write home about. And then we started watching this and I was like, I could do that. (laughs) Uh, and then, you know, I started kind of playing with that and then, um, I was getting more out of that. And so eventually I, just was told them, no, I'm good. I'm just going to go do this instead. Yeah. <laughs> such an interesting thing to do in your early 20s. Uh, that must have been such a growth period for you to be modeling. Uh, but I can understand it not being so good for your self-esteem. That, like, I got a lot out of it. I met lots of really cool people and got to, you know, w- walk the catwalk, which, ha- hey, of course, that's going to be really fun, right? Um, but the, at the end of the day, they actually told me, uh, at that point in time, um, I was super skinny and, uh, they told me that I was too skinny and that, um, they were going to drop me if I didn't lose weight or sorry, if I didn't gain weight. Um, which is funny cause that you would think that'd be the opposite, but, um, anyway, yeah. And, uh, I couldn't gain the weight early twenties, crappy job, you know, probably not eating right, not knowing how to eat right, uh, can't afford the gym. So eventually I was just like, you know what, this is too much stress. I'm going to do something more fun. 
So speaking of doing something more fun, you kind of touched on how you got into drag, but um, once you decided to really pursue that, what was that like? And like, were you influenced by anyone or did you just kind of pull your amazing quirky looks just out of your wonderful imagination? Uh, if if you're familiar with RuPaul's Drag Race, I was first influenced by um, the drag queen Milk mm-hmm. from season six. Uh, they're super, right? Super weird, super kooky um, costumes. They're their own human being. And that's what I love about them. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely um they are just like super weird and kooky and i was like oh drag can be like this because before that i seen drag and i was like okay that's like you know kind of boring kind of predictable whatever and then i saw them and i was like i want to do that and then obviously i had uh, lady gaga is super weird as well and i've been following her since you know 2008 or whatever so um yeah, and so those were kind of my influences going into it. And then um, I just kind of started doing it at home, uh, getting a cheap dollar store wig and uh, <laughs> doing that. And, like, uh, I remember hitting up a, a friend of mine from Calgary who is kind of like kind of like modern goth. Uh, her name's Erin, and she hitting her up and being like, Hey, cause she was really good at her makeup. I was like, Hey, can you give me some tips? Cause at that point, I think I found my foundation at the dollar store. Like, <laughs> you know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. You do have to start somewhere. I always love seeing drag Queens, like photos of them when they started to where they like, I guess, are they now in this point? So I just love hearing stories about that. Like you bought your foundation at the dollar store. Cause you do, you have to start somewhere. Um, and makeup is an art form. It takes really like a while to learn. And there's so many crazy things you can do with makeup. And it seems like your makeup journey has come quite far. Like you do some crazy things to your face. Um, (laughs) so is that something you've taught yourself or have you learned from other people? Uh, honestly, I, for the most part, I was self-taught. Uh, I watched at the very start, I watched some, uh, Miss Fame uh, makeup tutorials just to kind of get the bare basics, you know, like where foundation goes, uh, uh, contours, highlights, you know, etc. And then the rest, I just kind of trial and error. And trust me, there was a lot of error, <laughs> but you know, uh, it got me to where I am. And then I think, uh, really, I would say that I, if I could like start again, I would probably start, trying to do more of a basic makeup because I started going really zany and then um, you know it's better to learn the basics and then go zany so you know how to do zany Um, but I mean hey I'm happy where I am now with it so yeah that's the main thing. It sounds like you got your education very you know honestly and by doing Um, so when you started in drag I'm guessing you started in Toronto Yep. And so what was that like? Like that was quite a few years ago now. So what was, you know, the drag scene like at that point, you know, when you can actually go to clubs and perform? Well, I mean, hey, my so my first show and as many drag queens, my first show wasn't anything to write home about. It was this um, talent show. I, I So I went to Toronto Film School for four years and that's what brought me to Toronto in the first place. Uh, and a friend of mine from Toronto Film School said, 
hey, I'm doing this talent show. Do you have a talent you want to do? And at this point, I might have like put like two or three photos on Instagram of like bad makeup, but no one really knew I was doing drag. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I try? Uh, and so I, I went and did that and, uh, my wig fell off. The person that performed before me was, it was actually a band and they left their cords and like, I'm new to heal. So I think I tripped like three times, <laughs> um, but Hey, it was lots of fun. And then actually I found a, a queen on Instagram, Allison Chains, um, who was, yes, I know. I know them. Oh, you know they, them. Uh, oh cool. Well, not personally, but I know people who know them. Allison is awesome. Um, and I've seen them perform many times oh. and it is always so much fun because yeah. I just love their vibe. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, you know, like she's, uh, she does phenomenal makeup, but she's not really like a look queen. Like she doesn't like put on a crazy outfit or whatever. Cause, she, cause she doesn't need to. No, but her makeup is beautiful. I mean, her makeup is stunning. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I mean like she, she wins on personality alone. She could have awful makeup and it would be okay. Oh, yeah, but she's just funny as hell. She's so entertaining too. And like yep. she you can tell she really like this is where her passion lies. And seeing mm-hmm. her on stage is just And so I hit her up and I was like, hey. Um uh, my first intention was like, hey, can you be a drag my drag mom? Um so I hit her up and I was like, Hey, can you go can we go for some coffee and you know talk about it and see what I need to do and if there's anything you can help me with or whatever. And she was like, totally. And so uh, we met for coffee and um, she said, I won't be your drag mom, uh, but I, I'll be like your drag auntie. Cause she's like, you already have an idea of what you want to be, which is with like my weird looks and whatnot. <laughs> she, uh, yeah. So she's like, I'll be your drag auntie. I'll, um, give you a couple gigs and whatnot. So that's really where I got to start getting gigs and actually getting to go out and do things. And then it kind of snowballed from there, did a couple pageants, uh, eventually had a little show, which really didn't take off in Toronto. Um, I don't even know what the bar was called. It probably doesn't exist anymore. Probably doesn't. I know the Beaver's closed now. Yep. That's sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of things have closed down mm-hmm. in the last year. Yeah, unfortunately, the Hen House was where Allison invited me to my first shows. So, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> so sad. Uh, but uh, times are changing. Times are changing. Yep, and you know I love putting on makeup and stuff, but it's not as fun when you don't get to leave the house with it. <laughs> I gotta say that. <laughs> You know, it's interesting to me that drag and like, um, I know quite a few Toronto burlesque dancers as well. And um, it's interesting to me that it's all gone online. So, you know, how has that been? Has that been super weird to not leave your house? So it's been interesting. Um, I actually had, uh, so digital drag, like it's always been a thing, but it's obviously a lot more robust nowadays. Um, so digital drag, online drag, the platform Twitch, which is usually used for people, um, recording videos of themselves playing video games. Um, clearly I'm not a gamer, so I have no idea what I'm talking about, but the platform Twitch is usually used for that. And it's actually become, uh, a a great place to do drag shows online. And so I actually had a drag show and I think we did eight or nine shows. Um, and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we would have 
uh, six to eight performers or maybe 10, I can't remember now, um, performers per show. And it was a lot of fun, but it was a lot of work to organize. Um, and I became the, the head organizer of that with the help of my drag daughter and yeah, but it just became a lot. And, you know, uh, it's just a lot of uh, work-life balance. Um, so, uh, eventually I just cut that show off, but nowadays I'm actually finding myself making more costumes and then, you know, um, you know, doing a makeup here and there, but, um, I've right now I'm treat. I know that eventually the world's going to go somewhat back to normal, uh, you know, even if it's just drag brunches that are still alive because drag because gay bars aren't doing great right now. Um, but I'm kind of making costumes for that. And, you know, just taking this do- downtime as some time to, uh, you know, m- make some cool new looks. And, you know, uh, I can still take photos with them, but then wear them out to the bar when that happens anyway. Um, so and then and then just doing a makeup look every once in a while if I feel like it and also taking some time to evaluate my own life <laughs> rather than whimsy's life. <laughs> well, I think that's so great. Cause I think so many people now are slowing down. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, you know, like we talked just before we hit record doing drag full time is very difficult. And unfortunately not a lot of people get to do that. Uh, so there's always more than one gig going on. Like either you have like a daytime job or whatnot. So that seems really that's a lot of time. And so, yeah, you don't really have a lot of time for you. So it's nice to hear that you are using this downtime to do that and to also work on your drag at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, uh, it's really nice to have a little bit of downtime. Um, yes. To work on myself, to, you know, reestablish who I am as a drag queen and just as um, the boring old me. <laughs> Uh, and I think that that, that reevaluation is happening to a lot of people in a lot of different places. Um, and, you know, I also uh, use this downtime to get a, a new boy job as well. So, I, yeah, I think it's been really helpful and, and a really big growing experience um, for me and pretty much everyone else in the world. So, Well, congratulations on your new boy job. Thank you. Well, I know it's still very new, um, but it sounds like something that's really going to be helping you. And it sounds like it's a good move for you, like professionally and personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's actually the same kind of job that I was doing before, but it is more of a a startup company. um, And so going to be a lot more work. I I think that there will be more of a ladder to grow. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be definitely worth it. So I'm very happy about that. Well, congratulations again. That's amazing. So you moved from Toronto to Washington quite a few. Well, I guess I like in 2016. So that was quite a few years ago now. Well, how, why did you end up living there and working there? Uh, so I actually moved here, uh, for my husband or not for, but to be with my husband, um, we met on Scruff, which is a gay dating app in Toronto when he was on business here in his old job. And uh, went out a few times and then he was visiting Toronto a lot. And obviously that's not cheap. And so he said, hey, if this is going to go anywhere, uh, we got to you know do something about it. And my roommate at the time decided to kick me out. <laughs> 
um, me, me and the other roommate that was with him, he was just like, okay, bye. And so, well, you know what, if there's a sign, that's it. So, um, yeah, so I packed up, uh, what I could and, and made the move down here. Uh, and now I live with my husband in our cute little, um, Cape Cod house. It is so cute. Your story is just yeah. so adorable. <laughs> Um, well, thanks. <laughs> no, like it's just such, like, you know, I try. Um, just such a nice, kind of like wholesome story. <laughs> I'm glad you think like, so. You met, you fell in love, and then you're like, I don't know. It just, it's just so nice. And now you have like glorious, you know, cat and dog children, and absolutely and, our fur babies. Yeah, and yeah. it's just it seems like you've created such a beautiful little life the two of you and of course your fur babies. Um and that's just so glorious. Like it just seems such a um, like good on you both. Like it's so nice. It makes me believe in love, you know? Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, it yeah, we have a great dynamic and uh it, it's 100% like happenstance that we met each other, but you know, it it all worked out really well and yeah so we've got this cute little life (laughs) and did you ever think you'd have that cute little life you know while you were modeling in your early 20s absolutely not (laughs) my uh, my husband mike actually said uh when we first started dating he was like would you ever like get married and settle down or whatever and i was like no And then look at me now, <laughs> a year later, <laughs> and I was hitched. Yeah, so that was not ever anything I would have expected to happen. But hey, I'm happy it did. Well, I think that's such a good example of sometimes we can't plan things in our life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, just going with what's happening is kind of the right move. And it just sounds like the universe was like, yes, no, you go there now. You know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, I mean, obviously. I'll, I'll, I'll do what you say. <laughs> outlook is obviously where you, why you are, where you are now. And it just seems like, yes, we're all dealing with a lot right now, but you know, you've created such a little happy little corner of the world. And right now, yeah, you're just taking it day by day and doing whimsy and, and you as a human being too, like the two separate lives, quite lovely. And, and I'm guessing your husband does support whimsy quite a bit. like. You know, does he go when he could go to shows? Was he, did he go and? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think the first, uh, or uh, so maybe like the second or third date, I don't know if you could call it a date, but he came to my show and then he actually came to another show the, the very next day. And I think that that was kind of what sold the deal for me is because, to uh whimsy is really important to me and and i wouldn't be able to be with someone who who didn't uh appreciate it now he's not um super uh like a super drag fan but he's uh um an amazing um support you know system like drag isn't really his thing he's actually a pilot so he 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 loves pilot stuff and i love drag stuff and um we kind of support each other in that way but uh you know i guess it kind of 
transcends hobbies and is more of just like a support system as people, you know? Well, I think you just described what relationship, how relationships work is you don't have to be, you know, in love with everything your partner's in love with, but it's about supporting and being there for one another. So it's nice to hear that you have that, you know, great support system and your husband. And I'm sure (laughs) um, because I'm sure drag can be, you know, hard some days, like any job. Um, Oh, absolutely. And, you know, when you have to be so creative, you know, and well, you are such a creative person. So that can get exhausting in a in a way sometimes i'm sure oh yeah not to mention the drag scene could be catty as hell (laughs) (laughs) yes drag race i feel like only gives us a little image into the cattiness that is drag yep absolutely Um, so it's not a hundred percent real uh (laughs) i I would give it like a a 40 percent real (laughs) Well, it's entertaining as hell, so I'll take the 40%. Absolutely, Um, absolutely. Are you up to, do you still watch Drag Race today? Honestly, no. (laughs) Um, I used to watch it religiously, um, but then, and let me first say props to RuPaul for making this amazing drag empire. Um, No no tea, no shade. But uh, I, you know... I think if there was like a drag race that was less about the drama and more about the drag, then I would totally be in for it. But um, I'm not a huge like reality TV kind of person. It's, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't rev my engine. So, um, you know, eventually I was just like, well, okay, they're, they're screaming at each other again. Cool. But I do have RuPaul's Drag Race on Instagram and they have um, they show the runway looks and that's what I'm there for you know I want to see the creativity coming out of these bitches like (laughs) I I don't care about who wore the crown and the thing better and who thinks whose hair is stupid I don't care about that I just want to see the cool outfits (laughs) because I am watching the new season and some of the outfits have been phenomenal I am such a god fan um because they are fashion. oh yeah got me. they yeah. are fashion incarnate and i am here for that um, absolutely uh-huh and see i have them on instagram so i know who yeah. you're talking about i just i just haven't seen the, the well, you, you know who they are and how like yeah just their their drag is absolutely stunning and so for me, i think i use drag race to find out about these queens that I'm particularly interested in, and I love the weirdos. So, you know, mm-hmm. me too. Yeah, like easy like, and like milk are like my jam. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like mixing fashion with totally freaking weird. <laughs> it's the best because you do such weird sometimes things, but I feel like there is a sense of fashion there with you as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm always I I try to take like weird theater costume that is like, you know, based in space or, you know, um, the forest or something like that, but then put a fashion spin on it. Cause uh, we all need a little more fashion in our lives. We do. And, and you don't I want it to be a costume. You want it to be fashion. I want it. Yes. It's an outfit, not a cop. No, I'm just kidding. You can call it whatever you want. No, I but, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> I, My pet peeve. It's not, it's not a costume. It's, it's an outfit. Okay, 
okay, sit down. <laughs> it is whatever. You're wearing clothes. There we go. It's um, clothing. There you go. <laughs> and I, just, you know, I think it's interesting that like, cause you're, you seem very fashionable, you know, as your boy self. So I try seeing what you're doing with whimsy is just interesting. Cause it, it seems like you get to be creative on both sides and really play with, you know, whatever you're inspired by. And is there anything you're really inspired by right now? I am inspired by, uh, there's a drag queen called kimchi. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of them. Love kimchi. And they said this quote where they're like, you know, someone said, what, what inspires your looks? And they were like, they were like, uh, you know, I could see a potato. I could see an alarm clock. I could see a flower, a rock, whatever that's. And so honestly, I'm just inspired day by day by whatever I see. Nowadays I'm inspired by Instagram because I don't leave the house, but uh, you know, just inspired by whatever. So like I just finished making an outfit that was um, made out of a stuffed llama and, um, and I kind of like ripped it apart because it was colorful and then like made, um, chains coming off of the feet of the llama and like uh, uh, the arms have a bunch of um, monochromatic uh, uh, party horn, uh, party hats. The Yeah. Um, so it's definitely really friggin' weird. <laughs> Sounds absolutely delightful. Well, thank you. I, I, I hope so. <laughs> but I just love how that's where your imagination takes you. You see this like stuff llama and then that's where you go with it. Oh yeah. I mean, that's where you, you find this stuffed llama and you're like, that's got some real cool colors on it. I'm going to rip that up. <laughs> 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 Sorry, llama. You lived a good life. <laughs> oh, no, you repurposed that llama. That llama is living its fashion dream right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> See the bright side, llama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now, like, they forget to live as, like, this beautiful, classy, weird fashion llama. Fashion llama. Llama fashion. It's the newest rage. <laughs> I do love llama. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're just so cute and weird looking. Um, yeah, so if people want to see you in that amazing llama creation of yours, where can they get a hold of you or see what you're up to or you know, know when you're going to be doing shows if, if and when that happens again. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on uh, Instagram uh, under Miss Whimsy Thrift. Uh, whimsy like whimsical and thrift like thrift shopping. Uh, and then you can find me on Facebook without the Miss. It's just Whimsy Thrift. I, I think Instagram's probably the best place to um, follow me and see my looks because that's where I pay attention the most. Um, yeah, I try not to let social media take too much time out of my day. <laughs> Great to hear. I'm so happy. Uh, and Instagram, is, especially for you with the visual medium, um, yeah. Instagram is definitely the way to go. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's great. I'm going to obviously put, uh, the Instagram and the, your Facebook in the show notes. Um, so I just want to thank you so much for speaking with me today. And, um, I can literally talk about drag with you probably forever. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> but just talk in general. Cause, cause human interaction period. <laughs> yeah. What's human interaction? <laughs> 
Yeah, right? What is that? Well, no, but seriously, thank you so much for taking the time out. Um, you know, I know you're busy with your boy job and, you know, working on yourself and your drag. So I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to uh, speak to me and speak to all the humans out there listening to this podcast. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. This is a cool experience. And uh, I really appreciate you thinking about thinking of me for, for your podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Humans Are Us. Never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to rate and review. Enjoyed this episode? Share it with someone you think would love to connect with our growing community. Do you have a story to be shared? Check out our website and send us an email or connect with us on Instagram at humansareus.com.